So I grew up in Talkeetna, and <laughs> that kind of made me a de facto outdoor kid, uh, camping, fishing, etc. And that led my parents to instill in me three really important lessons that I keep with me to this day. First, whenever you're going out into the wilderness or doing anything really, pack a lot of layers. You never know when you're going to need to take things off or put things on in order to maintain a comfortable body temperature. Second, always make sure you bring something to start a fire because you never know when shit's going to go wrong and you're going to need to get warm in a hurry. And third, even if the fish aren't fight, biting, always try and have a good time. Now, as I grew older, I interpreted the th third rule a little bit differently, and that meant bring as much alcohol as you possibly could <laughs> on any adventure that you went on. So it was armed with these three tools that two of my best friends in life and I, Andy and Ivan, departed on the Sea Tuck River outside Yakutat to go steelhead fishing. It's cold on the Sea Tuck at the end of April, so I was ready with my layers. I had on my boxer briefs, I had on some light long underwear, I had some heavy long underwear, had some thick fleece pants on the top, had my base layer, had my mid layer, had my performance jacket, and over this I tried to fit my bulbous ass into my waders. <laughs> and if you can imagine for a second what it's like to put a condom on a watermelon, <laughs> that's me getting into my waders. In my pockets, I had plenty of lighters and waterproof matches, no problem there. And uh, we had about 10 to 12 bottles of whiskey for a two-and-a-half-day trip for three men. So we checked all the boxes. Now, I caught my first steelhead of this trip on my first evening, and I was overjoyed, and the bottles popped. And we kept drinking whiskey, essentially, nonstop for the rest of the trip. It started early in the morning and went late into the night. On the second day... Roughly 6 p.m., Andy was passed out in the bottom of the drift boat. Ivan, he's pretty capable, so he was all right, but I, could, I couldn't even tie a fly on anymore, so we decided it was probably time to call it quits. So we found a place, pulled our boat over, drank whiskey, and passed out in our tent. Now, the next morning, we woke up super early again, because that's when the fish are biting, and uh, proceeded to sausage myself back into my waders and go out sip from a flask and see if anything will bite. Now, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the shampoo effect, which is essentially like if you apply a little bit of shampoo in your hair and you wash it and then you take shower or keep taking a shower and forget and put more shampoo in there and it goes Phew. Anyway, alcohol does the exact same thing. You've been drinking straight for like 24 hours and you have a little nip in the morning, you're right back in her. So that was essentially the predicament I found myself in out in the middle of the Sea Tuck River. And that's when it hit me. The most pure form of human urgency. Your butt cheeks clench and you're like, oh my God. I might shit my waders right now. So I knew that approximately 100 feet up the bank, that's where our camp was, there was an immaculately prepared shit kit that Ivan had made. It had baby wipes, had double-ply toilet paper, hand sanitizer, lighter to destroy the ovens, all that stuff. So I knew if I could just get there, I was going to be all right, because it was just a short walk up a little bluff in order to get to a safe space. I took a couple steps, and it was over. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> it's one of those farts you're not supposed to trust, and I trusted it. Anyway, at this point, I'm essentially duck walking to try and 
minimize the damage as best I can. I secure the shit kit, and I walk up into the forest. Now, at some point, or at this point, for some reason, my mind wandered back to a point in time when someone had told me the most offensive thing that a man can do at Burning Man is to shirt cock, which is essentially to have only a top on and nothing on your bottom. <laughs> and so I realized I needed to find cover in order to not ruin anyone else's trip who might be floating down the river at this point to see a grown-ass man shirt cocking in the forest. Just <laughs> seemed rude. <laughs> um, so eventually I found the perfect spot. There was a nice big tree and something to hold on to because for a man of my build, squatting isn't really a good look. Uh, so I sort of braced myself and removed my coat, peeled down my waders, no shit in my waders, that's good. Pulled down my heavy fleece pants, no shit there either, things are looking a little better. Pulled down my light long underwear, nothing there. Then I get to the jackpot. <laughs> And I will spare you the graphic details, but I used a lot of the product in that shit kit to clean myself up. <laughs> but what you have to realize about my predicament now is I'm essentially wall sitting against this tree with all of my layers down by my feet, still blocked by my wading boots, and these underwear still there. <laughs> and again, I'm not shirt cocking out in this forest, no matter what. So I realize I need to get these things off of me and as quickly as possible. So I start to tear at this leg, and I rip it, and I try and tear the elastic, and that's a no-go. <laughs> I do the other leg, and I'm like, I'll figure this out. Rule number two, always pack a lighter. So <laughs> I start to burn the left side, trying to avoid the little bits of rubber that are dripping down. I finally get it done, and I move on to the other side. And then like a gigantic baby, victoriously ripping his diaper from his body, I cast them aside. After I'm completely clean-ish, uh, I reapply my layers, and then I look down at what I have just done. Now, the whole leave your tr no trace behind thing in the wilderness was certainly going to be a problem if I left things as they were. So I harnessed all of my all the tools that my parents had taught me, and I built a fire. And I started burning my clothes and all of the rags and things that I had accumulated throughout this process. And there's a huge plume of smoke going up into the air at this point. I'm like, man, someone's going to notice and wonder what the hell I'm doing out here. But after probably 15 minutes, everything had been destroyed, and I was able to cover things back up with moss and twigs, and it looked... Pretty good, all things considered. Um, the, the evidence had been destroyed. I gathered what was left of my dignity, and I walked back down to the river. I grabbed a bottle of whiskey, sat on the shore, thought, man, I'm one layer down, but I'm still feeling pretty good. I was able to use fire to literally get out of a shitty situation, <laughs> and I got this whiskey, so it's going to be a good day. Thank you. <laughs> 